Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, Chicago, what do you say to CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet? Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Domendo coming from what is technically now Studio L because we lost our bet with the Southside podcast. Uh, they let us stay here, but this was supposed to be the other one. Cubs, We're helping out the producers. We're today. just helping out the producers. This was Cubs uh, split with the White Sox, a 5-4 loss in extra innings. This was the worst. <laughs> and, and and I'm not saying that because the, the Sox beat the Cubs. I'm saying that because, first of all, this game was on pace for two and a half hours, and then it became the bad news bears on both sides of town. Ball was thrown all over the place. Runs were being scored on complete garbage. And it went on forever. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start, Luke. <laughs> it was like, a bad game. It was not great. The Cubs played well for seven innings. Uh, and then it was just like they just didn't want to win the game. Like, I I don't know. Like, like oh, I can't even put words in my Well, mouth. they had so many opportunities. So many the opportunities. Cubs had so many opportunities to put them away and, and – yeah. Just sweep this series and have something positive Dude, for their fans. Let's just let's just go over like the the vibe throughout the game, right? You're going into a game against a guy you traded that in hindsight looks bad. Uh, we're not going to talk about it, but in hindsight it does look bad. Everyone knows it. It is what it is. And he pitches well, but the White Sox defense allowed you to score a run and you get a great start out of Marcus Stroman today. You get the one run. You you are winning one to zero. You are on the south side of town. You are a six outs away from sweeping a two game series after you got swept in a two game series at your own ballpark. And in the eighth inning, you Schwindel hits the double. They cut, I think it was Frazier they brought in for him. Yep, gets the third. Gets the third on a wild pitch. Nobody out. Nobody out. Wisdom, Ortega, strikeout. <laughs> and then Horner on the first pitch grounds out. But I, I can't even be mad at Horner because all Wisdom or Ortega had to do was hit the ball. Put it in play. Hit it somewhere. Anywhere Just in play. Just hit it somewhere. And, like, like, we talked about it. Like in previous shows, Luke, they're not striking out as much this year. But by golly, they will strike out in the big moments. And you yeah. just knew it. You knew it. You knew it when they didn't score there. The gods were not going to forget. It has happened time and time again over my 31 years of existence on this planet. And 50 years of Luke's. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. The fact that you can't get that run in, that important insurance run... <clears throat> is a killer, and it's it's just so frustrating. I don't care if the Cubs are now if they would have won, they would have been twenty and twenty six. Whatever, I don't I don't care. That is a game that you could have won. That is a game that you build some sort of momentum going into the doubleheader tomorrow. Who knows what can happen over the next couple weeks? You got it's already bad enough that the schedule the next eleven days is not easy. If you could have started it off by taking two on the south side, that's that's a great start. And instead, 
you just find every reason to lose the game. Like, I feel like I'm like I'm yelling again back whenever the Sox were at Wrigley. Like, everyone was making fun of me for being salty. There's no expectations for this team, whatever. But, like, it's the same thing. Like, the Cubs, the Cubs should have won this game. The Cubs should have won the two games at Wrigley. Three out of the four games, the Cubs should have won in this series. I, and I'm dead serious. I don't care if you look at their roster. And that's, it's that's true. It is, like, dead serious. I'm dead serious that the Cubs should have won three of these four games. And... I wouldn't say that they were going to be blowouts or anything, but they they played well enough to win, but they just didn't do the little things at the end of the game to win it. You know, the wild pitch that, or I would call it a pass ball, but they called a wild pitch that Robertson threw in ninth inning that allowed them to tie it. That doesn't even matter if they get the insurance run in. Right. And, and, and that's they had what's other, frustrating. They had other opportunities. I mean, the frustrating part for Cubs fans watching this is, do you realize how bad the White Sox are playing? Right. This got them back to the 500 mark. Did you watch what the White Sox were doing out there? Like, I'm not even hearing celebration on the other side of the wall, and, and Paul is asking, why are we in the W studio and they're in the losing studio? Because they feel like it's a loss over there. Like, they can't even hardly celebrate winning that game because that was so ugly on both sides. Like, Jake Berger ends up being the hero. He's the, guy, he's the whole reason they were behind in the first place. Like, the dribbler to third. He boots He boots the play at third. Then he should have gone back to third on a bunt, and, and they cost him a run that way. Then the runners got to second, should have never been at second. He really cost him almost three runs in this game Yeah, with his defense. He did, yeah. And I mean, I, I did not – as soon as the Cubs didn't score in the top of the 12th, I like in my heart I knew it was over because of this this uh, extra inning runner on second right, roll. Right, right. And I, I – I'm not going to sit here and complain about that rule because the Cubs don't like the Cubs. Who knows if they even score in the this game could still be going if they don't allow the, the runner on second rule it, it, the way that these offenses were playing today. Both teams tried <laughs> to give it away. Right then, then there was the play he was ruled inside the baseline, mm-hmm. which we thought the game had ended there. And frankly, I was willing to uh, move on at that point, but then they dragged us back in for a few more minutes. Yeah, let traffic pick up on a holiday weekend. Yeah, you know that's my beef. They get the the two those what was it the tenth inning? They get the two runs. Yes, I believe so. Is that right? Tenth inning, yeah. And and then and then give it back. And I understand like it's easier to score in the extra innings with the rule that is in place. But man, and F Ross, like, and he's been so great. Like someone already tweeted like the Cubs bullpen has been atrocious. Like no, it hasn't. Yeah, I can't blame the bullpen for this loss. I, I think can't. It, I can't blame them for it. Yeah. I know. I know there was a a wild pitch, but like, come on, runner. I'm not going to blame Gaselman. It's not like the Cubs look, use him in these no. high leverage spots. They use Gaselman because they got a double header tomorrow, and they got to save some of their other arms that they use in high leverage spots. Runner at third, nobody out. You didn't score a run. Yep. Game over. You gave it to him. Basically. You gave it to him multiple times. You gave him the game. Yeah. It's just. Like, even, even after they get out of that ninth inning, and then the White Sox, Lopez, airmailing that ball to allow the Cubs to take the lead yes. again. It's just like, they even the White Sox tried to give them the game, and the Cubs were like, nah, we're good. Hold, hold our beer while we give it back. Like, this, this. And then at 4-4, they, uh, 4-4, they had another chance to score. Couldn't score again. So there's, yeah. there's another place where you gave them the game. Right. So, so, so Just so frustrating the way they lost today because – they really did play for the the pitcher that they had to go up against. They really did play a really good game for seven innings. Well, in our pregame crosstown show, both Herb and Sean predicted one nothing Cubs, yeah. and it really did look like it was going to be one nothing Cubs. Yep. Then all of this trash happened after that. Like up till about the seventh inning, I felt like it was an oak. It was pl- a well played game. It was a well pitched game, I should say. Because, again, the Cubs' one run was a little dirty, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it was just – it was like watching high school teams kick a ball around a field, and that's probably an insult to some pretty good high school teams. <laughs> it, it, was, it was not pretty baseball. Yeah. It was <sighs> – I see the chat going back and forth, and yeah. it's the typical crosstown stuff. Hope you like that, and – you know, we'll go win a playoff series. It's the 
it's the normal chat back and forth. Frankly, after this one, neither fan base should be too excited. Yeah, yeah. Not not too excited. The Sox are back to the 500 mark, and frankly, the the win or loss for them is totally insignificant because if they, if they would have gone two games under 500, so what? It looks like Tim Anderson's out for a stretch. Yeah. And that was, I don't care if you're a Cubs fan or a Sox fan, that was a brutal injury. He's a great player mm-hmm. and a fun player to watch. And uh, so that injury, that injury was a bummer in the afternoon too. Right. You know, I'm, I don't like seeing anybody hurt. Maybe some yeah. Cardinals, but. Yachty. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. Like, I don't, I don't like to see players get, or especially good players, I don't like to see them get hurt. Yeah, no. And, I, and that was I like, mean, that wasn't even on like some exciting play or anything. It was just like he, a, a ball in the, in the hole and he goes back to make it. And clearly it looks like he tore his groin muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That sucks for them, and it sucks for baseball. I think that's the big thing for me is, as the Cubs fan here who doesn't watch Tim Anderson every day, but, you know, Tim Anderson's a, a great player and a big, you know, someone the baseball should be building around in terms of growing the game, um, which they do a little bit. But, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's real tough with everything that the, the Sox gave the Cubs today and the Cubs still fall apart and can't win it. And we can talk – we can sit here and talk about how – you know, coming in this year, the, the Cubs weren't going to do anything. We could, you know, we can talk all about it. We can blame whoever. We it it genuinely doesn't really matter. You got you also got to remember that you know, say it didn't play in this game. If you if you like, they're, they have, they have full. Luis Robert they, didn't play over there. Like Mankata had injuries. Yeah, like they have all these injuries. The Cubs have injuries too. Uh, a lot of injuries. Do they are, are they at the level of the White Sox? I don't think so. But like they they do have injuries. And, and I'm not that, – again, that's no excuse to why they lost this game. But uh, the Cubs would, I think, would be a much better baseball team if they were a little bit more healthy. And, like, that, that to me is why I am angry still. And, again, we've sat here and we're like, we're not going to tell you how to Cub. You don't want to care that we lost this game <laughs> or not. That's fine. Do I'm, it your way. I am pissed off because, like, I just feel like that – if you have a chance to win the game, win the damn game. Well, I see David Ross <laughs> just said it was a great game and that he liked the way both sides fought to the finish. I can't I just can't agree with it. Maybe he's just saying something to give the media a soundbite, but I can't agree that it was a great game. Right. Even if the Cubs had won that, you know, gotten a run there and won five four, that it would not have been a great game. Yeah. It it was a pretty good game. Up until, until the, the seventh inning, until like the uh, until eighth, about the eighth inning the when eighth they started. Is when it, you got you got a really have, great start out of Marcus Stroman. Like, yeah, let's let's look at the couple positives. Stroman was clearly a positive. Like right. he was. That's the best we've seen him. And the last inning, what it was bases loaded, one out. Yeah, got the strikeout yeah. on three pitches of McGuire. I want to say it was, and then he the who was it? Was it Harrison? I think Harrison hit the the line out. I don't know. Herb was someone, yelling at Harrison someone, so many times. Someone I, hit a line out, and they got out of he it. He got out of it. And, he like, that was it. one of those, like, Cubs defensive alignment was great there, right? Uh, because he did hit it hard, and that's probably a base hit more often than not. But hit right at Simmons, and they got out of it. Like, go, if you listen to pregame, I sat here and was like, kind of, I, I was already kind of accepting the loss. Like, I just felt like Cease was going to come out here, have the Cease revenge game. And, you know, we'll be happy if we're in this game. The Cubs led more in this game than the Sox did. And it's just like three chances to close out the game. <laughs> three chances. Three chances three to chances. win the game. The, the Sox didn't lead until the game ended. Like, it's just, it's just frustrating. Yeah, their defense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, before we get to the other positive, we do want to point out that the real blame for the loss, if that's what you're upset about, is Kevin. Oh, yeah. We haven't even got to that. It like, is. It Kevin, is. Kevin, you should put yourself on camera for this and, and own up to this. You know, when you make a mistake, you make a mistake. There he is. There he that's is. That's the guy you want to blame, Cubs fans. He built a graphic saying that the Cubs sweep behind Strowman. 
He had it all built up and ready to go for social media. Yep. And as soon as he put it out on our Slack channel, which I now have two of those, yep. uh, Cody said, if they lose this, I'm never going to forgive you. <laughs> and sure enough, it all unraveled right from there. The it really second was later, it all unraveled. It really was downhill from there. Uh, I was over dramatic on, well, I, I, I will never forgive you. But At least I will say, for moving on, we... Don't if you're gonna make the graphic, do not throw it in Slack so I don't see it at least. That's all I'm asking. You make it. You 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 want to make them early. You just just put it in your folder. Whatever you gotta do. Just do not do not put it in the Slack channel for me to see and download and put up as soon as like yeah. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you like trying to be ahead of the game. Yeah, right. I really do. I do appreciate that. I'll give you that. Yeah. 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 Counteract it. Yeah, yeah. It had already happened. Right. Uh, J Man 0729 says, This game makes me hate the extra innings rule. How do you feel about the extra innings rule? Well, I think I was sitting over there and I was talking about it. I was like, All this does is like, you know, they talk about making extra innings more exciting. I mean, honestly, all it really does is just give me more stress and anxiety. Like, but that's what they want. I get it, and I get like that's baseball, right? Like I just stress don't and anxiety. Know, I just don't know that it actually leads to a faster ending game, because a runner at second, yeah. most teams should score. You know that said, most teams should score with a runner at third and nobody out. Yeah, and true. then the game would have been over. But yeah. I don't know that it makes the game faster. I think it leads to a lot of these where it goes back and forth. It it, it is exciting mm-hmm. if you have a good game going. I'm, I'm starting to push towards something bizarre, though, like we were tossing around as we were watching the game. I, you know, something as ridiculous as the shootout. I don't care what it is. A home run derby. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't care if there's ties in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I just I don't want to see. I don't want to spend five hours watching a baseball game. Yeah. Four and a or, half hours. It's too long. I think long. you said it. They could do the runner on second in, like, the 10th inning, and if they don't get it, call it a tie. Or, or something like that. I think you said something like that when we were sitting over there. Yeah, each team gets a shot in the 10th with a runner at second. If they tie it again, it's a tie. Phil says it right there. American sports should embrace the tie. Well, we get it in the NFL every once in a while. Yeah. And, I mean, no one likes it, but. No, but there's so many baseball games. There's so many games, yeah. That it's like, okay, right. so what if there's the NFL, a NFL, t- there's like, what, 17 games, 18 games, whatever it is. And, you know, you play once a week. That's why I say I don't. Yeah. You no, know, if you don't like the tie, I, I don't care. That's all right. I'm I'm not even totally into the tie. Right. That's why I'm okay with something as stupid as, like you said, bring in a bullpen coach. Whoever you want to hit can hit, and it's home run derby. Whoever hits the most homers <laughs> yeah. off their own bullpen coach. Yeah, I I whatever. I don't know. I I I do think that it creates more excitement. Like those, as bad as it was. It, there were it was exciting to watch in a way in a ter- in terms of like you saw base runners you, the ball was being putting was put in play and we were reacting and stuff like you've seen extra inning games where there's just absolutely nothing happening because they're just mowing them down every inning for you know f- 14 15 games in the past so like I don't know like it's, it's a little give or take there I again that the how the, like the last three innings or whatever were awful in terms of defense and they weren't and even base running to me they weren't like even that, but, exciting they were ugly yeah i they mean just this ugly. was just I, this I was know. just this game but like i feel like in general in all of baseball though like i yeah. feel like there would be more excitement between two teams that are really really good and they had and they get that runner on second base so and and i've said this before as well when when the cubs win because of the the runner on second base rule in the extra innings I don't mind it. If they lose, <laughs> I hate it. It's like the shift. Yeah. Like, we get the game over with and the Cubs win. I'm, I'm happy. We, we lose because, you know, we, we didn't score in the top of the 12th. And, yeah, like, it, it sucks. I'm also just I'm – I'm, I'm definitely more mad about the eighth inning than anything else. Well, this is like – they played this extra inning game, and now they have two tomorrow, the Cubs. Yeah. Who are they even going to pitch? What bullpen guys are even left tomorrow if your starters don't go – Significant innings. Um, Matt Clapp on Twitter has a good point, too. He says, need to get Clint Frazier a ton of at-bats the rest of the way, even if he hits a buck fifty. and I agree with that. Like, yep. guys under 30 
like Frazier, I want to see playing more than Ortega. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and that's not, you know, I know the dream is to get back to 500. Guys, that's, it's a dream. I don't it think it's dream. happening. So yeah. I, I'm with if you. You're like, do I don't it, think I want to see either. you do it with Frazier getting some at-bats. Yeah. Guys, I, I said if they were going to win this game, I'd talk myself into thinking they can get back to 500, but we saw what we saw. I'll tell you what, speaking of guys under 500, to try and little spin zone, as Cody says, Morrell, again, reaches base safely. Every game he's played in. Yeah. Another another big hit, an energy hit, uh, a nice play at the wall. Oh, yeah, the catch. Yeah, I mean, he's he's out there playing like, hey, we're ch- I'm trying to help this team win games. And, like, I, I can appreciate that, and obviously fans appreciate that. He's been very – based off social media, and a lot of people are falling for this guy already. I'm trying to, like, keep myself from f- going well over the line, but he keeps making it hard to not do it because, you know, today it's like, oh, I'm going to go make a – I don't want to say it was an insane grab in center field, but it was it – was a, 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 It was a nice I, catch. It was a great catch, and if he doesn't catch that, the Sox are in pati- – are in position to either score on that play or on the next in the next at bat with probably two guys in scoring position. So like that was a big play that he made, and then you know at the time when he got that hit to get that inch, they finally got the insurance run when they went up three to one. Like you felt like okay the they, the Cubs should they should take care of this, and uh, they just weren't able to do it. But he was the one who helped get them there. So like he's. He's making big plays and big moments. He's not afraid of like, you know, the the big moments. You know right. what I mean? And like that's that's what you love to see. And I do think we did see probably his worst at bat as a major leaguer when the he struck out one. on yeah. three on yeah, when he struck out on three pitches against I wanna say it was Graveman or Hendricks. I I, I wanna say it was I think Graveman. it was Graveman. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably his worst at bat as a major leaguer that I've seen. But again, He's giving you good at bats, and he's coming up with, in big moments whenever he's in the position. So it's only good because the Cubs called up Nelson Velasquez. He's probably going to play tomorrow. He's been mashing over at AAA, and I don't know if he's going to be someone, just kind of like how I don't know if Morrell is going to be someone, but we're going to find out. And people want to see young guys play? Well, you're going to see young guys play because it doesn't yeah. look like Morrell is going to be sitting anytime soon. And I'm sure Velazquez will get into one of these games tomorrow. So now that said, Wisdom had a pretty good game too. What, what he, he got on bait? Didn't he walk a couple times? Walked and twice. Had base hit? Yeah, yeah. I'm like yelling at. I'm yelling about Wisdom striking out, but he did walk twice today. He did have a hit. Like he, he had his strikeouts have been down since the rant, but again, just in that in in that eighth inning, man, like just. It's tough to it was tough to watch. Uh Phil, what did he say here? Rivas needs to play. I'd be happy with Frank DHing, but Rivas needs time at first. Um and somebody else was asking why is Higgins even on the team? They don't have another catcher. Mm-hmm. You know, with Gomes injured, they don't have another guy that can that can catch. Yeah, in the Gomes system out, that, you know, yeah. they've had injuries at that position at the minor league level too. So that's Yeah, Gomes being out really you're yeah, really it, missing the value with without him. Which also points another reason to why I say, again, and we're not going to continue this discussion beyond this, but why you keep Contreras and you sign him. I mean, yeah. they don't grow on trees. Right. Catchers don't grow on trees. The right. Cubs are fortunate to have two guys that are very good catchers right now at the major league level. But you see what happens when one goes down. When one goes down, you're – you're grasping to find that other guy. That's nothing against Higgins, but he's 29 and still trying to br- break into the major league. So, yeah. Well, the trick is that the return should be pretty good. Should be. You'd hope so. Again, my 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 stance on trading Contreras uh, is if you trade him, you better get some guys who can play right away within, you know, 
if not the end, the rest of this season, but next year. Uh, and if you can't do that, then I just think you keep him because it's not like you're going to find another catcher like him. Jan Gomes is nice, but is he every day? I, I don't think so. No. I, I think he's great in the role that he is, and that's you know playing every other day and you know getting a few spots in on the DH. And, and PJ Higgins, uh, he's you know I think the role that he is in when can, when Gomes is healthy is 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 good. Like he can be like your depth catcher, like going in between AAA and and playing with the Cubs whenever there's an injury, like. There's no way that, that, that someone like P.J. Higgins should be on a major league roster for at a, an extended amount of time, in my opinion. Maybe he p- proves me wrong. He has to – I mean, he's, he's going to need to hit more, that's for sure. Yeah, he's and, not going to prove you wrong. Yeah, and then his defense has – I mean, again, they called it a wild pitch from Robertson. I think that's a pass ball, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's just, you know, with Contreras, it's – Part of again, part of it is the yes, he was part of sixteen, and he has a big place in my heart because of that. But also, like you just really aren't going to find another better catcher, and you know, top five catcher in baseball. Yeah, and easily. you're not, and you're not going to find, you're not going to get a like. I just don't feel like the return in today's game is going to be like what people in the chat are going to expect. The people in the chat, they should be what I'm saying, in my opinion. If they're going to trade Contreras, they should get some. They should get pieces that are going to be able to play in 2023, and if they don't, then they're like, like, what are we doing? Are are we going to? Right. Are we not competing until 2025? Like, that's not what Jed has said, and I've given up on this year. But like, what? Like, there's no reason this team can't somehow be relevant in 2023 with what we've seen from Keegan Thompson, the potential from Caleb Killian. We'll eventually see Brennan Davis. And what we've seen from Morrell just in these couple days, if you see that the rest of the year, you got some pieces there. There, Don't tell me that this roster doesn't have major league players. I read it in my mentions. I read it in the chat every single day when we do a show that this team doesn't have major league players. It's like, are you not watching the game? There's major league players on this team. We just got to figure out the best spots for them. And hell, like either way, we're the Chicago Cubs. Shouldn't be rebuilding for three years and, and competing in 2025. So that, that when it comes to Contreras, like that's 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 how I my stance on it. And I understand people who disagree or think that we should just move them and they're content with rebuilding in twenty twenty five. And I mean, if you want to go through that, then fine. Like I I have higher expectations for a team that is worth way too much damn money than it was in twenty twelve. So, by the way, Alec on the uh, Facebook chat, YouTube, um, he says that. 100% Higgins should have made that play in a one nothing game. And I would agree that Absolutely. that ball needs to be stopped. Oh, yeah, 100%. Ball needs to be stopped. And I know it's we, we were actually watching the White Sox broadcast because we were sitting with the White Sox guys, and the broadcasts were off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the Sox game was a little bit faster. And Steve Stone was saying what a great game Higgins had had. And I, I, don't, <laughs> know, we were I, like, what? I don't know about that defensively that it yeah. was that great. Right. Because that was a play that obviously – I think the most people needed to be made. I, I don't know. I'd be yeah. interested what David Ross, we may, maybe we'll get a chance if uh, Ryan Herrera is able to join us here before the end of the podcast. I'd be curious if that was asked to David Ross, a former catcher, what he thought of that. And if yeah. he will give a totally honest answer to it. I'm just curious. Like, I, yeah. I thought it was a stoppable ball. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not trying to, like, Put down P.J. Higgins. No. We, we know what P.J. Higgins is for the most part. I mean, he hasn't had a ton of at-bats as an offensive player, but, like, there's a reason that, you know, he's been, you know, he was taken the 12th round and, you know, just kind of been in AAA for a while. Like, I, he is a depth guy, depth, a backup catcher yes. type guy. and I, He's their third catcher. I, 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 yeah, and I would think that his, I do feel like his defense has been better since he got the call up here whenever Gomes went down. But this today, is, the defense was not great from him. So. Right, and ca- catching's a lot more than just what you see, too. I mean, it's it's the communication with the pitcher. You see how many times he, you know, a couple cross-ups and was on his knees trying to block balls. Like, a lot of the times, that's miscommunication between the catcher and the pitcher. Another yeah. feather in Contreras' cap. You don't see that a lot with him behind the dish. Right. So. 
yeah, I again, it's it's hard again. It's hard for me to like get up and yell about PJ Higgins. I mean, no, I, I tweeted I'm today not that blaming, we're gonna... I'm not blaming him for the game. I'm just saying if that play is made, maybe you have a slightly different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, if that if he doesn't let that ball pass, I mean, maybe they get out of the inning. You know, like th- that ball pass allowed a run to score, tie it one to one, and then you know they get out of the inning after that. And that's why if the Cubs get that insurance run in the eighth inning, then you know. We're sitting here and we're talking. Hell, we're, we would have already been done because post game was started an hour ago. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, how did your bets do today? Did the uh, bets do better than the Cubs? Well, it did hit the over, and I had no run know. first inning, and I think that was about it. So, oh, and I did bet the Cubs, and so that's another reason I'm pissed off because I bet the Cubs and they didn't win. Sean bet. Sean bet the Cubs. Sean too. bet the Cubs too. You wouldn't like you listen to the Sox guys sitting on the couch over oh. here. They were. They're they were upset. they were they were more pessimistic than I am sitting here yelling about the Cubs right now. They were they they thought they really thought the Cubs were going to win today. So uh, if that if that's a good spin zone for everyone in the chat about today, at least know that Sox fans are despite winning today they don't feel great. But anyway, I made those bets on points bet, and the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt, your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that points bet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Every show I say it, if Luke can do it, all of you in the chat can do it. It's really that easy. If Luke can open up his phone and figure out how to do it, it's really a beautiful thing. Uh, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. And CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Feeling alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava is all about quality Small batch, all of it, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered right to your home office, home or office on your preferred schedule. Strava Craft Coffee. Cubs lose 5-4 to four to the White Sox. They gave one away to the Southsiders. They had a chance to split the season series and sweep them at their home ballpark. Instead, they lose in extra innings, a game that they had a chance to put away two, three times. Three. Um, Let's be real. And to be perfectly honest, there was more bad news before the game, something we touched on with postgame yesterday. We got the news from Ryan Herrera that something was a little off with Wade Miley. He said maybe a little shoulder something. We said, what? Sure enough, Wade Miley, 15-day IL, shoulder. Not good. Not great, Bob. Uh, and Mark Leiter Jr. coming back. I think I said on post game. Yes. Mark Leiter Jr. is coming up. Chris gonna... Martin to the bereavement list. But really, the the move that is disappointing is Miley because he's barely been up 
with yeah. the major league team. He had no spring training. Then you had to wait for him to get going, and now he's right back with a shoulder injury. And this is a guy you want to ramp up and get ready for the trade deadline. Yeah. Period. Like that's yeah. we know that's what he's here for. Right. Yeah. That I mean, for for that reason alone, that's the reason that that's what really sucks about Miley being out. Hopefully, it's just the 15 days. Either way, I mean. They might still be able to move him and get something decent for him if he's healthy in July because he had like the games he has pitched has they've been really well pitched, uh, but yeah you got if you know the best available or what is it what is it that Herb says the best ability is availability yeah yeah so yeah uh, you know I, to me if there's any spin zone to this is like now perhaps perhaps Keegan Thompson will be. Starting on in the next on the next fifth day of his. Well, I hope so. And and it's not because I'm yeah. like it's not because of the whole argument of should he start or not. It's more of well, if you're not going to call up Caleb Killian like they could have, then I'd rather see Keegan Thompson start over Michael. Yeah, over Mark Leiter Jr. on the next fifth day. So that's just me. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, let's. Where did I see that? Nick Nick G says makes me think the Reds knew something was up. Well, he pretty much has been injured the whole time around. Yeah, but they were also, also just giving away players. Yeah, they, they also sent everyone packing. I mean, I feel bad for Joey Votto in a way, even though they, Jack says Steele pitching Tuesday, Hendricks pitching Wednesday. Uh huh. So we'll have to hear what Ryan Herrera has to say about yeah, who, like, what I don't was even, all in the postgame. I haven't even heard who's pitching the doubleheader. Right. Yeah, like I don't know who's pitching the doubleheader. Um, but the other big news that seems to be circulating, and we'll see if, if Ryan confirms it, but it's been confirmed by a lot of sources now, is uh, the Cubs' 15th-ranked prospect, according to Baseball America, Nelson Velasquez, coming up, 23-year-old outfielder, fifth-round pick in 2017, question is is he just going to be an extra guy the 27th man for double headers or will he get a little look is it going to be a short stint and what how much of them we, we are we actually going to see here yeah no i i think it is official tommy birch the des moines registers uh, that's good enough for me iowa cubs reporter he said that he tweeted that he's like i can and confirm that yeah and velasquez got is getting the the call for 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 the major league team probably and will be available tomorrow so um, you know, again, like we've been saying, exploring. He's been killing it. Give him he's a shot. Been killing it since the Arizona Fall League last year. Um, I don't know his ranking as far as like MLB pipeline uh, off the top of my I head. I think they said sixteen, maybe. But he had a big fall league. He's played forty-one games at Double A AA and Triple A this season, and he has twelve homers. Yeah, so twelve I mean. homers in forty-one games at, you know, I mean, you can argue which one's really better. Honestly, Triple A and Double A. A lot of guys, a lot of times, your best players are stashed at Double A for a while. Right. Um. So, at at two high levels of the minor leagues, uh, he's got twelve homers in forty-one games this year. Yeah. He, he's carried it over into this season. Right. So you know, another Cubs homegrown. Uh, player here. Uh, it goes back to everything we've said about Morel. If he can come up and just, you know, show some flashes. I'm not going to have expectations that we're going to see what we've seen from Morel from him, but I've seen a lot of videos of him on my Twitter timeline of him just hitting balls out. Uh, this guy has power, and, you know, the Cubs have a lot of outfield depth in terms of prospects, and they got to find out who's, who's going to be with – I don't know, Ian Happ. But they do have <laughs> they there. do have a little bit of time with Morell and Velasquez, like twenty two and twenty three. Um, I know that Velasquez is striking out a little too much, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's something if he has to go back down, he can work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is power there again. So you know, if he comes up, let's say he comes up tomorrow and has a decent game, I'm in no rush to send him down. Right. If you can send Ortega down, <laughs> yeah, right, like you know, or just just any any like anyone else, like honestly. If, but I feel it's more likely that he's up there just for the doubleheader. Yeah, because he's right. he's on the forty man and right. 
Or potentially maybe if Suzuki is actually hurt, it seems to be... Uh, right, he could play right field if you need him to. Yes. We yes. don't know what the deal is. Suzuki is his pinky finger, I believe, and he was out throwing before the game today. He did take or was scheduled to take some batting practice today. So mm-hmm. we'll see what if uh, Ryan has an update on that. Again, hopefully Ryan Herrera at guaranteed rate will have a chance to join us here on the postgame show before we're done today. I have... I have Velasquez numbers up here. So, okay. Uh in 22 games at Double A this year, he was hitting 288, 394, 700. He was slugging 700. Um hitting nine homers while he was there in just the 22 games. Uh in Iowa, it's been a little bit of a growing pain to this point. He With had three homers there. Three homers yeah. there. He's batting 214, on base of 291, and slugging 414. So the power is there, uh, but the on base isn't as high as it was in double A. And obviously, the batting average isn't where you'd like to see WRC plus of 87 as an analytics guy since May 17th. Uh, that's below the league average. That's when you got your your certificate. Yes, that's when I became analytics. That's when I became an analytics guy. Yeah, it's like a driver's permit. Exactly. Uh, and he's striking out 36% of his plate appearances. He's striking out 35% of his plate appearances uh, in double-A in those 22 games as well, which is wild to think about considering his slash line. Um, but in 137 games at double-A last year, he's striking out 25%. So maybe it's just a, too small of a sample size this year to as far as double-A numbers, but it continued at triple-A. So I would expect him – I don't want to – say that he's going to come up here and, and light the world on fire, I, I think it'll be a little bit of a uh, roller coaster for him. We might see some some cool moments, yeah. and we might see some, some like, holy shit moments of, okay, what here's what we need to improve on. Let's go back to Iowa and figure it out, you know. Uh, that That's just me, uh, you know, based off what I'm looking at these numbers and not being able to watch minor league games, even though it's very cheap to do and I should do it considering the Cubs – the Cubs spot right now, but uh, yeah, I mean, Morel had, you know, really good numbers in, in minor leagues and he's came up and, p- and played yeah. well. Velasquez, I think we still, we still need to see more, but again, he's coming in. With Just get a taste, well. get it, get a taste of the yeah. major leagues for Morel. It's been good. If he ends up going back at some point this season, uh, it'll be an experience that he knows that he can play at that level. Even, even though it might not be the whole rest of the season. Um, I, Jack was asking on the chat, uh, where did we get Velasquez? He was a fifth-round pick of the Cubs in 2017. So he's a guy selected by Theo and the guys. Yep. Uh, Jason McLeod, Jed Hoyer, that group selected him. And uh, he's been, you know, working his way up, and he's been one of the hot bats in the organization. So, And I know somebody else asked on the chat, um, so if we have all this depth, outfield depth in the minor league system, what does that mean for Seiya? No, it Say is still the right fielder. Yeah, Saya's going to be here. And then mm-hmm. I saw, well, what about Ian Happ? Well, for right now, Ian Happ is playing pretty good baseball in the outfield. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he stacks up against a lot of outfielders in the major leagues right now. So mm-hmm. you may have your you may have two corner guys right now. One of those guys might end up being something else. One of those guys might end up being utility. One of those guys might end up being your fourth outfielder. But right now, they're your corner outfielders. And you build around that. And hopefully, young guys come up that can really push them. Maybe Frazier's a guy that's going to push them. Well, hopefully but he gets... we got to see him yeah, for that to be the case. hopefully they actually play him tomorrow, right? And even before the the injury, the appendicitis, like he wasn't getting a lot of at-bats. So, hopefully, we start to see it. Or at least get some DH, you know, at-bats in the DH. You know, but... Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what Velasquez has to has to offer here, uh, at least for this doubleheader and maybe just this week. But, you know, if we get anything close to Morrell, then you're sitting here and you're like, wow, look at what we got. And he's not even right. our top prospects. So, again, not getting too high. Not get, I'm not going to be too low on it. I like, I like the scouting on this in this organization and how they're able to develop talent. We've seen it time and time again. So, I'll just go into it optimistically, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I mean, Morel, Morel and Stroman are the two positives you can take from this game today. Yeah, Morel and Stroman. That's, uh, uh, Simmons. Simmons actually had a pretty nice game. 
There yeah. were a couple times during this game where I looked at you and was like, well, good thing they signed Andrelton Simmons. At one point, Andrelton Simmons had the farthest hit baseballs. If, if you're trying <laughs> to win games. Now, again, he's not a guy that's going to be around when the team find the next great Cubs team. He's right. not going to be on there. Speaking of the next great Cubs, uh, Ryan Herrera looks like he's about ready to join us. Is he he's getting in. close? He's here. Ready to roll? Hawaiian? It's not a Hawaiian. It looks like a plaid. We got a Memorial Day plaid shirt today, Ryan. Can you hear us? He's well, not he quite ready. He can't. No, we'll get him back quite. in here in a moment. There oh, he is. Well, he's now he's again. back. Now he's back. I heard the little ring. Ryan Herrera. There hello, we go. hello. Oh, he's got us. Uh, is that a Hawaiian going? shirt or not? Yes, it is. Sunday, uh -huh. Sunday. Hawaiian. Although it wasn't, it wasn't as fun by the end of it. I was. <laughs> We were, we, were, we were in here far too long, like an hour, an hour and a half later. That's than what we're I said. I was, Ryan, I wasn't even mad at the outcome. I was mad at the fact that we should have been out of here an hour and a half ago. Oh, I yeah. was no, dragged on. We lost. I was mad. But also, like, I, the same with Stucky. And, and it, was, it was a loss in ugly fashion. It wasn't yeah. like they lost on some great two-run homer or something. They, they gave the game away, like, three different times. I I mean I looked at the time and it was like it was like three forty five when the game was like when the ninth inning ended it was like three forty five I'm like oh my god this is so far under three hours, um but yeah I mean he had three different chances to close out the game, and you don't do it like it's it's I mean the bullpen's been good and it's been the strength of the team seeming like the con most consistently strong part of the team I'd say, um throughout the season so when. I mean, this happens. You know, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to close out every save. That's just not how baseball works. But at the same time, it's like you had three different chances and you couldn't get it done, especially when you were up two runs and in the I think it was a, the 11th was when they went up two. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's tough to see that, especially considering Cody. I know he tweeted about it a couple of times with just the eighth inning, um, not getting that insurance run in. Um, that hurts um, because you do that and, and and you're all good to go. Yeah, I hate it here. <laughs> Ryan, what did David Ross have to say about uh, roster moves coming up here the next couple days, uh, starting pitchers for tomorrow, all of that stuff? I mean, it seems like there's going to be kind of a flurry of players going back and forth here with a doubleheader now after you play an extra innings game where you used all these relievers today. Yeah, uh, I, and that's another one, thing, one of the worst parts. You know, Stroman got a – you know, if you got you seven innings, you didn't weren't going to have to use a much of your bullpen. You would have it would have been Givens, and then it would have been Robertson, and then you get three more guys. It's four four bullpen guys. I have a friend back here, um, just hanging out back there. Uh, sorry. As far as roster moves go, I know you know Mark Ladder Jr. came. Uh, he's up now, uh, but because you know taking Wade Miley's spot on the IL, um, and then you have to. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Uh, you uh, so that that's one of the roster moves. You, you have you know say we don't know for sure on like say a Suzuki if he's going on the IL if he's not uh, that could potentially be another spot uh, that needs to be filled. Chris Martin on the bereavement list still hasn't been a spot, not a spot that's been filled yet. And then you got your twenty seventh man for the doubleheader. So uh, those are like different things we have to look at. We don't have any. We didn't get any, you know, roster moves or expectations for what's going to happen. I know I got to think now, especially after the bullpen use, they'd have to bring up a pitcher like a Connor Menez probably comes up tomorrow. Maybe it's just the 27th man, if anything. Um, but, yeah, we don't even know who's starting, to, really, who's starting tomorrow. We got before the game, we got Smiley and TBD with a TBD order. Um, and that so far has not changed. So um, we don't and we don't. We don't Getting seven innings for Marcus Stroman and only having to use two relievers would have been ideal for that team, for, for this team going into tomorrow and then just going into the rest of the week. Uh, the outcome of this game, going 12 innings, having to use, I think it was five, four, four bullpen arms. Uh, that that doesn't help. With, uh, with, you know, that won't help them get through this week. So um, I expect at least, you know, one arm to come up. Um, I know – Ross was asked about Killian if anything's changed. Uh, I, I think I think he asked got asked that yesterday pregame. Uh, just about anything's changed with Killian and not you know not making his debut. At that point, he said no, that nothing's changed. No sir. Um, 
<laughs> so this would be a good opportunity to get Caleb Killian uh, a major league start because you kind of need it. But um, just as far as we know, nothing's, nothing's changed with that either. When I, your face telling us like all of this and you just like, I'm not sure what's going on. That pretty much sums it up, man. Like it, it's a lot. And I, like, again, that just the, 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 the blown saves having to use more bullpen arm just really hurts because that's, that's, you know, Gaselman, there's no way he pitches tomorrow. Um, Efros, maybe we've seen Efros pitch on back to backs, but who knows? I mean, didn't he, didn't he pitch yesterday too? He pitched yes, yesterday Efros, too. Yeah, there's, there, Wick, there's no way Gibbons. he pitches. I don't know if they'll let yeah. Efros pitch three days in a row. And yeah, if they did, really like good. maybe it'd be the first game, and obviously he wouldn't be available for the second game. So, like, that's yeah. that's what I think is like what hurts is yeah. the fact that you, you be free to use whoever in the first game, I feel like, depending on how the game goes, but. That second game, you, it might be one of those that you just toss out and you just hope and pray that your starter can go give you decent length and, you know, whatever. But I don't know, it's man. When it, uh, it's when you'd want Anthony Rizzo just to – you'd want Anthony Rizzo just to take, like, two innings at the back of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Defend, uh, that, defend that zero ERA career. Steven Nageshi has a $2 super chat. Thank you, Steven. Uh, Shout out to Do Steven. you still have confidence in Ross? I, I'll give the same answer – I would have given you a month ago, and that is we don't have enough to judge him on. Like, there's his 2020 season was his first season, and it really didn't even count. Then 2021, half the team was basically the entire team was traded away at the deadline. So how do you judge him at that? And, And now this season, he's got a roster of literally just mixing and matching every day to try and pick a lineup. And I guess we can judge him on some of those lineups, but again, some of those lineups are being judged on probably some messages from the front office saying, we need this guy to play this many games, this guy to play. I would guess that he's had conversations with Jed and Carter about how much they need to see certain players in order to evaluate them. So I... This is this is how I view a manager. How often does is David Ross the reason that the Cubs lose games? Not today. Definitely not today. And I don't feel like it's a consistent thing that we're sitting here yelling about. Like, yeah, the Cubs blew the game today, but you had the guy that's been closing games for you out there. You used Rowan Wick yesterday, so you had to use Robertson today. Givens was fine in the eighth inning, and Stroman gave you seven. Like when I look at when I think about the manager and like if they help you win or not, like, I think I look at how they manage a bullpen and like, that's like literally 75% of it for me is like how they manage a bullpen. Cause we can go back into Joe Madden's era and we can talk about how Steve Shisek's arm and ask ourselves, how is that thing still on him? Because <laughs> the way Joe Madden managed a bullpen is another, it's, it's a part of the reason or part of the thousand factors to why the Cubs never won again, in my opinion. But David Ross, as far as like how he manages the bullpen, is significantly better. Yeah, his lineups can be a little frustrating at times, like the amount of times that we've seen Ortega batting leadoff at the beginning of the year. That's kind of gone away now. Mm-hmm. We see it every now and then, but it hasn't really been a thing. I think at the time he was doing it because, he, honestly, like who else did you feel really good about putting in the leadoff spot considering who they had on the roster, you know? It looks like they might have found one and more else, so maybe we never see again. I don't know. There's a lot of – there's we need to see more from him. But as far as lineups and stuff, you know, I'd, I never have anything too crazy to complain. I mean, with this they roster – fi- They wouldn't be 500 with a different manager. No. They would, I don't believe they would that. Be, they would probably be right around this. I and, and another thing about the manager, I think David Ross gets the guys to come out and play hard every single day. And you could say that – some of the young guys that they're keeping an eye on are developing under David Ross. Like that's another part of a manager is how does he use these young guys, uh, continue to use, keep their confidence up. Like we've seen Nico Horner now develop under David Ross. We've seen F Ross develop, you know, it's not solely David Ross, but it's David Ross and his coaching staff and developmental team. You've seen Keegan Thompson. You've seen some of Steele. You're like, yeah. You've seen some guys, Morell. you've seen some guys come up. And it's what we talked about yesterday, Ryan. It's like, how did he decide to put Morell in a leadoff spot? Now, that's one decision that I wouldn't have thought of. Mm-hmm. 
and that obviously he did, and it's worked out pretty well so far. So that's that's a check mark in the David Ross box for me, is and also for the Morell box is that he's doing well. But give the manager credit; he put him in a spot that seems uh, unordinary, mm. and it's worked out. I mean, yeah, we I, it's, it's just, if you want to you want to put things. it into perspective. I mean, the Sox guys are yelling about Tony La Russa every inning. And I don't think we're doing that with David Ross. So, I'm just saying. Well, Sorry saying to cut you off, just, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's just all those things that you guys talked about. Morrell in the leadoff spot. I mean, getting some success out of a, a 22-year-old rookie right away. Um, I think – I don't. and to answer that question, I don't think he's given you, like, us every reason to have complete confidence that he's a World Series manager and the one to lead him back to, you know, ring number two of this last few years, you know, whatever. I don't know that he's done that yet, but he's also, like, not – given me given anyone reason to say like this guy's never going to win a world series right like luke you mentioned he hasn't had real opportunity to do that in his first couple seasons and now i mean you, you see the way i think the, one of the biggest things and i think even just being a catcher helps uh, just the way he manages that bullpen i think cody was talking about it but just you had givens in the eighth that's what you want you had robertson in the ninth that's what you want you go up you go up a run you know you go up again in the in the 10th and you put in scott Frost, which has been you know, probably your best reliever. That's what you want. Like that's like the way he's managed that bullpen just in, just today in the last few days. I mean, it's it's, it's how you want to how you want him to go about it. And all season he's he's done that. Has he made his the kind of mistakes that managers make? Yes, um, but I don't think anything has been like. I look at it. I'm like, yeah, this guy. You know, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out right. with Grandpa Ross. I, I, mean, I haven't gotten that. I haven't gotten that that any reason to say that he can't win a World Series with this team. Just like I mean. Again, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like, give him, like you said, Luke, give him more time. This is really his first season to kind of test a lot of things, which is how the last two seasons went. Um, you know, he's this is a development season where it's an exploring season, uh, as Luke likes to say. So, uh, it's, you know, explore David Ross as a manager too. Like, give him, give him, give him the time to really become a manager. He's learning on the job. This is his first managing job, so. Um, he's, he's got a lot to learn, obviously, but also he's, I think he's done some things really well. And that that gives you, that that keeps you firm in the middle of like, okay, we can keep seeing what this guy does. I was more talent. Yeah. Needs more talent around him. And I, I also, I mean, where you want to talk about the talent or not, I do feel like, you know, he's been bold in, in, in spots that has worked out and bold in spots that it hasn't worked out. And that's just what comes with being a manager. I thought bringing in. Selman wasn't the guy that I would have thought to bring in, uh, but I understand also with the doubleheader tomorrow, you got to do what you got to do. But and that's what he was thinking. He was thinking ahead, and you know, in the situation the Cubs are in, I think that's what you have to do. I think tomorrow will be a good time for you know, if you're like on borderline with David Ross, like check out how he manages, you know, the the arms tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, the starters are able to give him six and. That actually plays out well for him, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think David Ross, like, if you're in or out on Ross, I feel like that should be, like, near the bottom of your list of concerns with this organization right now. You've got to get get him into a postseason or near a postseason before you can even start to evaluate him, in my opinion. Unless he started making just crazy decisions or had total unrest in the clubhouse or something, I don't think there's there's nothing to evaluate him on. So get more talent on the roster – and then start to see how he is as a manager. It's a little bit easier. Yeah. Ryan, anything, any other uh, news, nuggets, interesting comments from the clubhouse today? Um, I, I, one of the things is like, you know, we're talking about Stroman, and Stroman was excellent today. Like he, again, seven innings, shutouts, like that's exactly what you needed from him. Um, but he said he still doesn't feel like he's mechanically, you know, mechanics wise, all the way there yet. Uh, you know, because it was like 18 days off in between starts. Like that, that is a long time, um, especially you know, dealing with COVID and the few days of not being able to even move, like even, even like work out. Um, so he, he, he's like, I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm, you know, even there yet, body wise, mechanics wise, like still trying to get back to, to where he wants to be. And so I'm like, if, if seven innings of shutout ball is, is, is not where it's still not where you want to be. I mean, like he's, he's obviously got big goals in mind. So um, that's just, you like seeing that confidence and like seeing like, Hey, like I'm still like, I might've thrown seven shutout innings. Still not at my best, so that's um, an interesting take from from Marcus Stroman on, on his own day. Uh, eh, you know, also, we 
talk about <laughs> i just wanted to mention stroman's plays like the the, the first the one there's like 103 mile per hour up the middle like that just even stopping that was crazy but then um the the bunt throwing over to third like getting that lead runner that the iq is all kind of off the charts there um yeah and also i you know i, I think we, i think we've seen like as higgins is a kind of converted catcher i want to say right like pj higgins was not it's kind of like Contreras, like didn't come up completely as a catcher, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he got drafted as a catcher or not. To be honest with I, you, I think I, I think I saw that somewhere. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not completely positive. But um, yeah, it's that you got you got to block that ball. Yeah, that ball That's just went under the glove. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then like I, I'm not a major league catcher, but I was a catcher growing up, like through high school, and and I know like one of the rules is like get that glove in the dirt and don't move it. Um, and that ball bounced like right yep. underneath his glove. So I, I don't know. it's tough. It's, it's definitely a tough thing to do. It's not easy. Um, that's why you see like there's players that have trouble, you know, being good block. That's why good blocking is one of those things that when you look at a defensive catcher, like how well can they block the ball and they keep the ball in front of them. It's hard to do. Um, but just in that situation, man, just to see that, especially considering the ground ball, the next at bat, or that at bat or whatever it was, it's like the yeah. night ground ball could have been it could have been end of the game with a double play. So um, that's just one you look back and it's like that that has to happen. That has to be that has to get blocked. That can't, can't get past you. I, yeah, that's that's all I yeah. gotta say. Yeah, no, no. I, I sat here and yelled about it for a good three minutes. So <laughs> I'm glad we agree. We finally agree on something, Ryan. And you're being uh, you're being down the middle, and I'm sitting here being a fan. So. Uh, who won? Who finally? Before we let you go, who you got? Yeah. Uh, we're I, Cody, I guess Morrell had the catch in center. He had the hit he that put gave him, him the three-one lead. He, he gave him the three-one lead, which should have been enough. Yep. Uh, so I, I, I would vote probably Cody one, which makes it yeah. five, five to, to three, three to, to two. two. Yes. And yeah, I'm in dead last. You. you are. I went from gonna... first place to last place real quick. But you did win the crosstown draft. You, but I won the crosstown draft, which counts for everything. As much as but I got second place in that, yeah. so I got second place in that one. So I'm. <laughs> you got second place. I got I got second place. I didn't get last. I got last place last time. I think so. I'm fine with second uh, place this time. I'm just all right, sounds good. What should we look for uh, coming up at allchgo.com? Uh, your article or work? What 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 should we be eyeing out for there? Yeah, so I actually have a article that came out this morning. Um, I'm just, we, you know, we talked to Jed Hoyer yesterday. Um, and so just, if you haven't checked that one out, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, Jed Hoyer and, um, quote unquote rebuild. Um, and then, uh, you know, got my Monday morning thoughts coming out tomorrow. I'm going to have a lot of stuff packed in just from a lot of stuff just from this weekend, but also, you know, Cubs adjacent. If you think of Jock Peterson or, um, some comments by Tony La Russa that came out, uh, yesterday. Uh, so yeah, just check, check that out. Look up, uh, you know, check your, check, check all uh, tomorrow morning. If you want to read my thoughts on this crazy weekend and week that's passed, but, um, yeah, I mean, that you know, just got got a few things in the works here. It's good. Uh, we'll see you uh, later this week. Have a good Memorial day. Thanks. Uh, I'll be at, you uh, guys have. I'll be at, uh, game two tomorrow night. Oh, Love nice. bleachers. If you're out at the there game tomorrow, send me a DM. I'll let's get a beer and yell about how this team Vibes. stinks. You can vibe. You can vibe with Cody. Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks, Ryan. We'll we'll see you later. Uh, if you enjoy you CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is downloading the PointsBet app and using the code CHGO when you sign up. You get those two risk-free bets up to two grand, and if you make the fifty or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership. That opens up all of Ryan's content for you and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we will help you out in case you missed it. Online signups going on right here in Illinois. Get that right away. You'll sign up with Fastest Sportsbook. It's easier than ever. Start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, we don't necessarily have the pitching matchups for the Brewers series, mm-hmm. but you have nine games in seven days against divisional opponents. And, you know, I mean, really, I know people like to, t- we like to talk about Cubs Sox. Division games are the ones that matter. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, they all kind of matter the same this year because I don't know that we're getting back to 500, but... (laughs) Um, you know, you, you still want to play well yeah. in your division. Yeah, spin zone. You know, tomorrow I'll be in left field, like I said, and I'm gonna tell Christian Yelich exactly how I feel about him. Uh, there's a there's a reason for that, and that's because the Brewers are in the division, and you know, I don't care that they're in first place. They still have zero championships, and uh, <laughs> you know, their fans still let us live rent free or utilities free, arguably, in their heads because. Uh, even when they don't play the Cubs, they still talk about us. So, you know, we spin it around tomorrow and hopefully split the doubleheader at least. Good little nugget here, too. Uh, Ethan <laughs> Small, the Brewers' top pitching prospect, uh-huh. he's going to pitch tomorrow. So I, th- I think he's getting game one. So right. uh, he had a 188 ERA in AAA this year. Um, so he's Hopefully we get the version of Aaron Ashby. Remember Aaron he's Ashby? Getting game Ashby's two. game two. He's getting game okay. two. Well, yeah, Ashby's Aaron game two. Ash- I, I believe Aaron Ashby's... Uh, like his uh, major league debut was the game that the Cubs scored seven runs and then Jake Arrieta gave it all away. Ah. I, I want to say that that was yeah. it. It was one of the most painful games I've watched in the last three years, but uh, maybe we'll get that, a, a form of that, except we won't blow a 7 nothing lead. Uh, what is Mahuna's Mooney reporting? Game one will start. Smiley Mooney will start game two. Swarmer? Swarmer game one, Smiley game two. So they must be calling up Matt Swarmer. I think that's his – yeah. Yeah, so – Matt Swarmer. Like I said, a few more roster moves still to be made. Um, we'll get the official announcement on the 27th player, which we expect to be Velasquez. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it goes, you know. Try and beat the Brewers. Hey. Finish off the holiday hey. weekend on a high note. Beat the Brewers. This team is 2-0 and against Corbin Burns this year. There's no reason they can't go out and win tomorrow. Sounds good to me. Thanks. I hate myself. Uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast. White Sox win 5-4. to four. That's the last time we'll see the Sox this season, unless, of course, they meet in the World Series. Thanks for watching and listening, and fly the W. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.